Are you a coach, consultant, or service provider looking to grow your business and make a bigger impact? I've had the opportunity of working with Group Coach Nation in the past, and Chris Williams and his team will help you scale your business to reach more clients through their group coaching programs and mastermind programs. Plus, with their comprehensive training and resources, they give you everything that you need to succeed. Check out Group Coach Nation today and start building the business that you've always dreamed of. Visit groupcoachnation.com to learn more and join their community. The Creator Economy Expo CEX 2023 is back. It's for content creators and entrepreneurs that are interested in building and growing their content first businesses without relying on social platforms. Join over 500 bloggers, podcasters, authors. It is the event for learning and networking for content creators. It's this May 1st through 3rd, 2023 in Cleveland, Ohio. And there's gonna be 10 amazing keynote speakers over 30 in-depth breakout sessions. Some of the speakers that are gonna be there are Anne Hanley, Jay Klaus, Wave Wild, Brian Fanzo. It is going to be the event. And as a special offer, you can get $100 off using my coupon code, Katie100. And super early bird pricing ends on January 27th. So head over to cex.events to register today, Katie 100, save that hundred bucks, and we'll see you at CEX. Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business, when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I'm sitting down with local entrepreneur and business owner, Joe Lynch, today. He is the the co-founder of The Local Drive. And Joe and I actually had the opportunity to meet IRL in real life when I attended an event at the local drive. We started talking. And I don't know about any of you listeners, but I've never been to an indoor social driving range. Um, I know a lot of people have heard of similar things like Top Golf. This is unlike that. And Joe and I started talking about his entrepreneur journey you know, where he's from, why he decided to start this. And I thought I had to bring him onto the show. So it, the local drive is a craft co- cocktail bar. Like I said, it's kind of like an indoor driving range. It's a golf facility um, and it's located in Rhino. So for those of you that are in Denver, you're very familiar with the Rhino district. Uh, for those of you who are not in Colorado, Rhino is downtown. It's uh, kind of near the ballpark, like Horse Field, um, a very up and coming area, lots of breweries there. It's where when I used to work at the TV station, I would actually go for I would try and go for a 30 minute walk every day. And I'd walk down to Rhino and then turn around and and, and walk back. And I remember uh, one of the cool things about Rhino is that it was in transition. And now that I uh, went and visited the local drive a, a few weeks ago, it is in it's it's transitioned. I want to say it is one of the coolest places in downtown Denver. So. But but Joe, back to you, not just Rhino and the gray area, but he actually has worked the hospitality industry for over 18 years 
from Marriott. And he he moved here to, to Colorado, opened up a business. And we're going to talk about his entrepreneur journey here on today's episode. So Joe, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Katie, thanks for having me on today. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that we were, were talking about as we were getting started uh, with, with this recording was what brought you to Colorado? Because you're, you're from New Mexico and, and actually a very similar climate uh, to, to the Denver area. Why did you decide to make the move here to Denver? Absolutely. You know, Denver was has played a very unique, uh, Denver and Colorado in general has really made kind of a, a unique part in in my life growing up. Uh, I grew up ski racing and fell in love with Colorado. And I think that planted a seed that um, at some point in my life, Colorado will, excuse me, will become kind of the destination, if you will. And so over, um, you know, the last 15, 18 years, you know, it's, it's uh, truth be told, I feel like I've almost avoided it because I knew once I got here, I wouldn't want to leave. And, you know, through COVID and a few other things, you know, the I've, I've got uh, family here, you know, and it's really, I think uh, a lot of people can say there's something about the mountains um, that, that just kind of brings that, you know, place that you want to be. It's it's very, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy person, but my uh, previous career has always taken me to major cities. And um, Colorado is, is truly kind of the best of all worlds for myself, my family, and and the business that we're growing right now. And um, so it's uh, COVID did a few things and, and made a few adjustments. And uh, about two years ago now, uh, had made the move to uh, to Denver here. And, I, you know, Joe, I love it because uh, you, you started your entrepreneur journey during COVID. And unlike so many entrepreneurs during the trials and pivoting that happened in 2020, you decided to open a business that was not online. It was a destination, you know, someplace for people to go and mingle. And I want to just kind of talk about kind of what you went through with starting a bit because I mean, you always worked in corporate and you you decided to make the move over to entrepreneurship during probably one of the most trying times uh, for any business owner, especially a new business owner. So, talk to us a little bit about what you were going through and, and why you decided to continue with opening up a business that is not online when everyone, it seems, was, was shifting to an online business model. Absolutely. You know, whenever my uh, my business partner, Winston, and I um, met seven, seven, eight years ago um, back in Houston, Texas, and became just great friends. And, and uh, over the years, he had actually moved up here prior to uh, myself. Um, about a year ahead of time. And, and whenever I got moved up here, um, he and I had always talked about, you know, we, we need to open the business, we need to open this, we need to open that. And, and often that's, that comes with a little bit of smoke, um, if you will. And, you know, it's a great idea, but is it really going to happen? And, uh, you know, after I'd moved up here with Winston, um, and uh, I, had, I was actually moving up here for a different um, corporate role, and uh, with without the initial intention of opening a business, and and as whenever I I moved up here, um, honestly, about a month within about a month, that's whenever this concept was you know really uh, put on paper, pen to paper, if you will. And you know, Winston and I were kind of looking into you know what we're passionate about, what we enjoy, and we started taking a little bit more of a look at what was in the Denver market uh, whenever it comes to a uh, indoor golf facility as you mentioned earlier a lot of people when they think of indoor golf the first thing that comes to mind is top golf for what we're looking at and what we wanted to do 
you know, there's about four other locations in um, the Denver area. And, you know, again, it kind of sparked our interest because, you know, we, we saw uh, opportunity. Uh, we, we wanted to do something that was different from what you see in the market and almost appeal to a little bit different clientele. There's more females playing golf than ever before, which is really exciting. And then, you know, you also go into um, historically a lot of a lot of locations are they're built for the sole purpose of golf. And so some of these were some of the factors that, you know, drew us to building more of a social uh, networking, uh, very welcoming environment um, with the local drive. So it's, it's a, you know, something that we didn't see was in the market and we found a niche um, with, uh, we're one of the largest locations in Denver, but whenever we can host about 140 people in our space, uh, with the five trackman simulators. And, you know, I, I think with us uh, looking at building this brick and mortar, you know, uh, Winston and myself, my background was in hospitality. Um, I've opened hotels, I've opened restaurants. So this was really within my wheelhouse. Um, now, while I say that, um, this is also my first uh, business to open and much less in the city of Denver, you know, and this is coming uh, you know, everything from, you know, brick and mortar. We, Winston and I originally didn't look to do a full construction build. So as, as we were looking at locations and things like that, you know, again, we're, we're dangerous. We're, we're dangerous at a lot of things, but we're, you know, we don't know everything and we don't act like we do either. And, um, truth be told, we met, uh, Dean from, uh, the Cobal group and, uh, he's our, our uh, landlord and partner. And we set out on the track to do a full construction build. So we went through quite literally top to bottom, you know, from, uh, architecture bids, getting several kind of construction bids and going through the entire design, sourcing equipment, building the brand, you know, quite literally everything top to bottom. And that was just Winston and myself doing that to give you a little bit Winston's background is actually in uh, the oil and gas industry. So we have, we come from two polar opposite backgrounds and, um, but to come together on a project like this, I think we do a really great job complimenting each other. What he's good at, he runs with, what I'm good at, I run with. If neither one of us are good at it, we pay somebody to do it kind of thing. So it's um, quite a humbling experience, uh, but we've, we've really enjoyed the ride. You know, certainly some, uh, some good learnings and, and things like that. Um, through the process, but we we just uh, finally got opened about four and a half months ago and have been running well getting into uh, the winter season that we're really excited about. Well, Joe, I think that it's interesting too that you you say like, yeah, when, when Winston and I get together, amazing, big things can happen and sometimes it can be scary. I mean, like talk about, you know, moving to a new city and you don't just decide to open up a new business, a brick and mortar business, but uh, you decide to do go all in and, you know, actually work with a, an architect and a contractor. I mean, it's not just like, this is a good space. You built the building. So that's, I think that's really awesome. Talk to us a little bit about when you were creating or going through the, the whole business idea to, you know, here, here you have it. It's been open for about four, four, a half a year now. And with this, I'm sure there's a lot of things along the way that you learned from corporate, like the networking, meeting the these contractors and now, you know, part of the your business partner. I mean, talk about networking as a business owner versus how you were networking in the corporate world and, and why those skills helped you get all of this to fruition a little bit faster and the way that you really 
had no idea it was even possible. Absolutely. You know, I, I think there's really one, some of the things that Winston and I have learned is, you know, through this process and brought from both of our backgrounds, you know, is, is for one, it's being humble in the sense that you don't need to act like you know everything and really truly seeking out. And, and, and as you had mentioned, you know, the networking aspect, often it takes meeting, you know, meeting people, putting yourself in positions where you can, you know, find others that know more than you and and latch on to them. And so, you know, Winston and I, through building this this business, you know, we, we had actually created a, we built a full portable simulator um, as well. So we've, we've got the only Trackman portable golf simulator in the state of Colorado. And that was built as a marketing tool for us um, to get out and network and, and to, to bring, really kind of also help foster our ideas for, you know, what, what we wanted to really curate um, with the brand and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, getting to, I guess, kind of starting even from that baseline of, of working through the architects, learning building codes, learning, you know, the, all the specs and ins and outs that we would need and it being brand new to us. That was a very, has been a very unique thing that we've taken a lot of learnings from because neither one of us have done a full uh, full-blown construction build from a gray shell all the way out to, to what our facility is um, and being able to utilize architects, building engineers, the construction company Boots Construction uh, was was phenomenal throughout the whole process and, and, and learning a lot of the um, the things that you thought you would never know and, and realizing, you know, there's uh, you've got to stick within certain guidelines that bring you through that whole process, you know, through to the finish line. I think networking was such an important part because if we didn't know the right people to ask the questions to, you know, it held up timelines, it held up progress, if you will. So it was um, if, if Winston and I were not on the phone with somebody reaching out to, to dig deeper into what we needed. Um, you know, we, we, I'm sure our overall timeline probably would have pushed further than it was. And, um, so I think it's very important to get out of your shell, uh, as far as, you know, we, we did it in the very beginning, you know, we, we said, you know, we can, we can do this, you know, this is no problem. We'll take this on treading in a, 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 a off a cliff is not the right way to put it, but, you know, jumping off and saying, you know, we're going to do it whenever realizing it's like, no, there's, there's people that do this for a living. Let's ask the right questions and, and get that support. You know, it, it helps. It pays dividends in the long haul. It totally does. And I think that that was one of the things that I learned as I was growing my business is the delegation and finding people that know are, are experts in their craft. They know more than you. They're, and that's one of the things I actually had one of my one of my past podcast guests, Ryan Bramwell. He came on and he, that was his biggest tip was what what would you do? And I, I asked him, I was like, what's one thing that, that you think helped carry your business to where it is now? And he's like, I hired people that were smarter than me. And I was like, well, don't you want to be the smartest one in the room? I mean, this is your business. He's like, absolutely not. I know what I'm good at. And so I'm, I, I am one of the best in the room for that. But you want to hire people that are geniuses in their, in their zone. And that's really one of the, the things that I took from his podcast episode. And I've tried to implement in my business from, you know, hiring my copywriter. She's amazing. She's, she can bust out so much copy. And I'm like, gosh, you are so good at writing. I mean, and so finding those people that are geniuses in their own zone so that they can help grow your business to what you want it to be. And you also said the M word, which is something that makes me so excited. You said marketing. And with marketing at your business, 
you know, you said you've been open for about half a year now. It's the slow, the slow season, I would assume. Or is this the busy season because it's actually cold outside right now? Um, for, for those listening, we are we are in the winter months right now. But I mean, when I was there, it was summer and I, it still was a fun thing to do at night. I mean, I can't really go golfing at night. So is, is winter or summer? More your your uh, win- winter is actually yeah so, summertime we we opened in in August so we were still kind of on that tail end there's many many beautiful golf courses for people to play on in the summertime so the winter really kind of uh, you know we we do our snow dance if you will to bring everybody to the indoor side you know they can uh, you've got about 230 golf courses around the world that you can play on with trackmen. We can also run leagues, um, tournaments, all that kind of good stuff. So we're we're excited about wintertime um, and that summer run does become our off season. <laughs> OK, well, and so you were talking, you know, you, this Trackman, that was your big marketing tool. How were you able to take this and, and really push it out there to have people be like, that's where I want to go, as opposed to any of the other indoor golf facilities here in Denver? How, why did you decide that this was going to be your big marketing tool and, and has it worked? Yeah, we, you know, one of the big things, I, as I mentioned earlier, with building that portable trackman simulator, it's a, you know, it's a full size cage and it's actually, it is actually built into an arm of our business. So we, we actually utilize that for events. So we've had it at the Gaylord Rockies. We've had it in, you know, hotels, top, rooftop of steakhouses, people's homes, breweries, wineries. We take it everywhere. And, and whenever we were starting, to build our brand, we were doing pop-ups. So we were literally checking in with with bar facilities, wineries, you name it. Uh, we were asking if we could literally just come and build it and create an experience for people um, to see it because we we are passionate, you know, about the the, the products. You know, Trackman Trackman is is uh, one of the premier, uh, arguably the, the the most premier golf simulator equipment in the world. Um, it's it's effectively what the the pros use. It's it's definitely held as a uh, if if you were if you're a golfer in any re- regard, you've probably heard of Trackman. Um, and we knew with the premier product that also brings people that come knowing they're they're getting um, a, a very quality product coming in to play. They've played college collegiate tournaments. Um, on trackmans, so that just kind of gives you more of a how accurate they truly are, and so we we wanted to run with that for starters, but getting it out and and we with our longer construction time than we were um, originally looking at doing, that allowed us to get into the market, become known, work with radio stations, you know the the uh, hotel industry, hotel and lodging industry, um, things of that nature that helped become our brand because. Our space was also designed for with private events in mind, uh, actually very similar to the one that you had attended. You know, so we we wanted to get out to those markets uh, because this is something we can take all over the state. And originally it was a marketing tool, but now it actually turned itself into a branch of our business. So um, anybody can actually rent that portable and we can you can come to us for golf or we can bring it to you. Um, so it's played a very key role in, in us being able to grow and differentiate from what we are um, in the market. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that all of the the different, that was your differentiator. That's one thing that you used. I mean, because like you said, you had that longer build time of actually getting open and you're able to still bring in some money and drive revenue, see if this, you know, test this product, see if there was a demand for it. And there was. I'd also like to talk about what what sort of marketing you're doing right now that's that's really worked for 
growing the you know the, the local drive name and growing the business uh, for for now that you are open now that people can come and use it you don't need to be you know taking it out to different events what marketing's worked to to drive business for absolutely you? Um, you know there's been several different channels I would say one of our one of the most active areas obviously is through our social media outlets so we we do have everything from you know, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of those outlets and utilizing a lot of our partners, you know, through, for example, um, there's a, a group called the Colorado Golf Blog. They're a big group that does uh, summer tournaments. They've got over a quarter million followers. We've worked with, you know, them to, to help market, you know, what we were coming into. So our, our social media, I feel like is such a, I don't think I quite knew how big social media needed to be opening this business just to have that visual presence because it's truly a metric that people use now you know we don't we don't go on TripAdvisor. we look at their instagram you know and and that's such a uh, almost a barrier of entry of you know an activity and so we've got a, a fantastic guy uh, jay with jay piper designs he works with us through all of our website designs making sure there's a lot of seo and we work through a lot of our local partners and and um, I can touch a little bit more later on on the just the brand of the local drive. But one of our biggest things is that we have a, a partners and affiliate page on our website. So we actually put any of our partners on there to build the SEO traction and, and the engagement through that side. And then outside of that, there's just a, a lot of the community outreach. We still do pop ups from time to time. But the I would say on that side and then you could even extend it to we've done radio stations. Uh, we've worked with 104.3 The Fan to do. Um, a big media push um, and create a, uh, an activity where you could win prizes and things like that by coming in and you could beat uh, one of the old, oh, he's going to get me for that one. He's one of the old Broncos uh, players. His name's escaping me right now. It was a beat the pro challenge. Um, and uh, so really pushing, you know, things through that marketing side and trying to utilize also a hands-on approach. Um, Winston and I are also very much involved in, you know, visit Denver, the getting involved with the, the city of Denver itself, Denver partnership, the running arts district partnership, uh, the hotel and lodging association, the, I, there's probably another half dozen uh, associations that we could touch on because Winston and I are very, we're very much a people person. I, I like, I don't, um, I like to talk to you in person. I like to have meetings in person and that engagement, right? And so we, we want to get involved with the community. And we also found that to be a very important um, avenue for people to know us. So we've, we've hosted, for example, with Visit Denver. Um, we have hosted Visit Denver events at our location. The, we're working on with the Hotel and Lodging Association um, of Colorado to try and do an event through our space. So we're, we're trying to really hit it not only from the, uh, the media and the, the internet and, and things of that nature, but also very much a hands-on approach of getting out in the community. And I think that what you said is exactly what brick-and-mortar businesses, especially new ones, should do. Well, one, I love that you said the power of social media because, you know, that's my thing. And <laughs> with social media, it is such an incredible tool. People do go to your Instagram page before they they you know, pick up the phone. They want to learn a little, wait a second, let me just see if there's pictures. Let me just see what they're all about. So having that awareness and having that presence on social media is a great way to have your business is images out there to, to have people 
who are searching for you or or want to learn more about you, and they can just head on over to Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, whatever their their social media platform of choice is, and learn a little bit more about you. But I also love that you shared that you're creating partnerships. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of us forget about. And and, and honestly, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend a few weeks ago about podcasting. And I, I told her, I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I love my podcast because I keep in touch with my, my guests. And, and she was like, well, isn't that a, a lot of work? And I was, I was like, well, and every show that I go on, I keep in touch with them. And she's like, that's just a lot of, a lot of like upkeep. And I was like, yeah, but it opens up more opportunities. You're creating partnerships for your business right now. You're a new business and you're creating the partnerships where people will want to say, oh, well, I, you want to go do something fun and different? You should go check out this place or new. You're staying top of mind because you're creating a bigger network. Kind of coming back to full circle with what we were talking about earlier. You're, you're expanding your network through these in-person networking events, through you know going on podcasts, through having these partnerships with other local businesses. And I think that that's such a great way. It's uh, honestly, I, I, not including the, the radio, paid radio ads and everything, but those free partnerships sometimes end up paying off bigger in the long run than doing a lot of I completely ads. agree with you, Katie. I, I, I think there's, and, and to say that there's been some, some learnings, if you will, um, you know, I, I think Winston and I are very much, you know, the mindset that, you know, you, you can't knock it until you try it. If we've done something, we've learned from it, whether it was a great, let's do it again, or okay, that's let's check that, you know, off the list. And we, at least we know now, and, you know, it's, it's something that I think that we have, we've tried to operate on, you know, it's, it's a yes or a no, there's no in between. And so for, for us to, you know, just, just, Hey, this sounds good. Let's looks good. Let's run with it and um, take the experience that we get from that and, and go and, and it, as you said, I, I think, you know, getting to speak with you and, and there's, there's things that I've, you know, I get to learn that again, I've, I, we've, we've only done a podcast or two, but being able to, it's, it's a different vision. It's a different experience. And, you know, taking a lot of that kind of stuff from you opening your own business as well. It's, it's, uh, every day is a learning. 100%. So I, I'd like to actually wrap up this podcast episode with one of the biggest mistakes that you've made. And if you could have the Cliff Notes version, if you could say, hey, look, I did this wrong. Here is the Cliff Notes version, new business owner. Learn from me. What is that one tip that you'd want to give them that so that they don't make the same mistake that you did? I think it's knowing what you're good at. You can't, uh, you know, I, I think when you open a business, you want it's your baby. You want it to be what you want it to be. And sometimes you don't, you don't want to hear what somebody else that's maybe already gone through it has a different point of view sometimes. And I, I think knowing when to stay in your lane and knowing when to ask for help or guidance um, or experience, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I, that, you know, I've taken away through this experience is, you know, it's, it's okay not to know everything, but use your tools, use your networking, um, because I guarantee you somebody has gone through it and um, is able to help steer you, give advice um, and guidance uh, to, to kind of help you through that. But humbly, yeah, it's, it's just don't. We want it to be perfect. Not everything's going to be. 
and you just need to learn how to, to pivot and, and, and move forward um, with what you're doing. Yeah, pivot was definitely the word of 2020. And I think that all of us as business owners uh, should still apply that pivot practice with how we continue growing our businesses. Always kind of have, okay, if so, not, not if the world shuts down again, but what are other ways that I can continue growing my business? Because you don't want to have all of your eggs just in in the one basket. Joe, this has been such a great conversation for the for those who live here in Denver and they want to come and check out, you know, and, and maybe hit some balls. Uh, t- tell us a little bit more about how to connect with you further, where they, you know, what what website we should go to. How can they connect with Joe? And absolutely. Know more Katie, about um, so our website, www.thelocaldrivedenver.com. Um, that's the best place to be able to see everything from our private events, daily bookings, um, and everything in between some of the fun activities that we do. Um, our Instagram is at the local drive. Um, that's actually probably one of the most active areas. We are the largest indoor golf facility, social media in Denver, and we, we stay very active on it. So anything we have new, exciting, new cocktails, uh, new apparel, uh, new leagues, all of that kind of good information. That's a great way to get plugged in. Um, and see what we have going on on a day-to-day basis. And outside of that, come in and see us. Uh, we're in a great spot over in the Rhino Arts District of, uh, of downtown. And as Katie had mentioned, it's it's one of the most up-and-coming areas. There's a lot of cranes over here going on, but it's a, a very unique space to come in and, and enjoy a fun activity. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining me on the show thank today. Thank you for your time, Katie. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights. To podcasters, recording musicians, and streamers who are looking for studio quality audio at home or on the road, the Shure MV7 Podcast Kit is a premium all-in-one solution inspired by the legendary SM7B, which is what yours truly currently uses. It's designed to address the versatility required by modern creators. Visit Shure.com for more information and more details.